The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither he nor his parents sinned. It is so that the works of God might be made visible through him. We have to do the works of the one who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva, and smeared the clay on his eyes, and said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed and came back able to see. His neighbors and those who had seen him earlier as a beggar said, Isn't this the one who used to sit and beg? Some said it is, but others said, No, he just looks like him. He said, I am. So they said to him, How were your eyes open? He replied, The man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and told me, Go to Siloam and wash. So I went there and washed and was able to see. And they said to him, Where is he? He said, I don't know. They brought the one who was once blind to the Pharisees. Now Jesus had made clay and opened his eyes on a Sabbath. So then the Pharisees also asked him how he was able to see. He said he put clay on my eyes And I washed, and now I can see. So some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, because he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a sinful man do such signs? And there was a division among them. So they said to the blind man again, What do you have to say about him, since he opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. Now the Jews did not believe that he had been blind and gained his sight until they summoned the parents of the one who had gained his sight. They asked him, they asked them, is this your son who you say was born blind? How does he now see? His parents answered and said, we know that this is our son and that he was born blind. We do not know how he sees now, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He is of age. He can speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews. For the Jews had already agreed that if anyone acknowledged him as the Christ, he would be expelled from the synagogue. For this reason, his parents said, He is of age. Question him. So a second time they called the man who had been blind and said to him, Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. He replied, If he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know is that I was blind and now I see. So they said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I told you already and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? They ridiculed him and said, You are that man's disciple. We are disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses 
but we do not know where this one is from. The man answered and said to them, This is what is so amazing, that you do not know where he is from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if one is devout and does his will, he listens to him. It is unheard of that anyone ever opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he would not be able to do anything. They answered and said to him, You were born totally in sin, and are you trying to teach us? Then they threw him out. When Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, he found him and said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered and said, Who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, I do believe, Lord, and he worshipped him. Then Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment, that those who do not see might see, and those who do see might become blind. Some of the Pharisees who were with him heard this and said to him, Surely we are not also blind, are we? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you are saying, we see, so your sin remains. The Gospel of the Lord. I suppose that many of us here may have had the occasion to have desired to see some beautiful natural phenomenon, some beauty of nature. When we see it, we are overwhelmed by it because we never really thought it would be that beautiful, but it turned out to be even more beautiful than we imagined. I remember once talking to a friend about a particular piece of music that I thought was very dynamic. I asked him if he'd like to hear it. He said, yes, but didn't seem too excited. When he finished hearing it, he said, that's the kind of music that you expect to hear when you enter heaven. It was more than he'd expected. That sometimes happens. This man is an example of that. The man born blind. He's on a journey, as was the woman at the well last week. A quick one, too, as was hers. He's going to come from nothing to great faith, and our Lord will bring him. Our Lord sees him. He always sees us before we see him, even if we think we're the first ones. He sees the man born blind who doesn't know him. Disciples asked if it was his sin or the sins of his parents. They had this idea that if if you uh, had some sort of illness or sickness or even if just poor, it was because you had sinned. Even like Psalms sometimes suggest that. Our Lord says neither, but that the works of God might be visible through him. Then he does something that he doesn't always do. In fact, does rarely. Remember, it's called a theandric action. Sometimes our Lord cures just by saying it. Be cured. Sometimes he even just wills it from a distance. But in this case, he does something in which his human nature and his divine nature both take part. He mixes his saliva, which is thought to be a powerful part of the person, uh, with clay, and he smears the clay with... um, on the man's eyes. 
and then tells the man to go wash. The man now can see. Imagine being able to see color for the first time. That's what sight allows us, to see color. You can imagine a world without color. This man had never seen anything like that. He had no idea what color looked like. All he ever knew was blackness, darkness, the shade. Now he can see color again, for the the first time. But he's never seen Jesus. He doesn't know what our Lord looks like. Our Lord did that intentionally. He's not going to have to seek him out. Uh, So he's asked then by his neighbors, how did this happen? What does he say? The man called Jesus. First he didn't know him at all. Now he just knows him, as the woman at the wall did, as the man called Jesus. That's all he knows. Made clay, anointed my eyes, and now I can see. And they say, where is he? And he doesn't know. He has no idea where our Lord is. Our Lord is away for the moment. But then come the Pharisees. Notice how this man grows throughout this. And they ask how it happened. So he tells them too. And the Pharisees are angry because he did it on the Sabbath. They are blind. This man now sees, but they can't. They can't see our Lord for who he is and what he is. The anointed one. He's doing the things the anointed one is supposed to do. The Christ. But they cannot see, or rather they will not see. Their blindness is willed. And so they say this man is not from God because he does not keep the Sabbath. This man now begins to become an evangelizer. With the Pharisees, no less. He says, well, how can a sinful man do such things, they say. Then they ask him what he thinks. What do you have to say about him? He is a prophet. Ah, he's taken another step like the woman at the well. Didn't know him at first. Then the man called Jesus, now the prophet. Uh, He knows there's something unique about this man, although he doesn't fully understand even yet. So the Pharisees don't believe him, and they summon his parents. The man is no longer afraid of anything. He doesn't care what they do to him, but the parents are afraid. They don't want to be thrown out of the synagogue, expelled. They don't want to answer the questions. They admit it's their son, but say, ask him, he's of age. They're afraid. But the man is not, so because they, they summon him a second time. This time, he really becomes the evangelist. He's going to go at them, at the Pharisees. Oh, he says, one thing I know, that I was blind and now I see. And they ask him how, and he said, I've already told you. And then he asked them a question, do you want to become his disciples too? To the Pharisees, no less. Do you want to become his disciples too? And they begin then to ridicule him. The man doesn't care, though. Again, he's, he not only has his physical sight, the whole world seems different to him, as it should to us. He sees everything differently, including the Pharisees and the synagogue. So he confronts them with the reality of what's happened and what and who this man must be. If this man were not from God, he would not be able to do anything. And their response, you were born in sin and you are trying to teach us? Yes, he is. He's got the truth. He can see. They do not. And they cannot see. And they throw him out. So the man is isolated. Our Lord hears about this. Our Lord knows anyway. The Lord always knows. And the Lord goes in search of him, as he does in search of us. He says, do you believe in the Son of Man? Now he asks the question. Do you believe in the Son of Man? That term, Son of Man, 
our Lord only uses of himself. No one ever speaks of him that way. He only speaks of himself as the Son of Man, and never after the resurrection. Never after the resurrection. You believe in the Son of Man, because they aren't ready yet for the Son of God, but this man is. Who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Our Lord tells him, you have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. I do believe, Lord. Lord, he calls him Lord now. From not knowing him at all to that man, to prophet, Lord. And he worships him. He worships him. So like the woman at the well and the people of that town, he's now finished the beginning of his journey. He's recognized the Lord as not only as the anointed one, but as Lord. What a beautiful journey he's been on. At just the beginning, he will now have to come to know, too, what it means to be Lord, what it means to be Redeemer, what it means to accept the cross. But that will come later. Notice, neither one of these people, neither this man born blind nor the woman at the well, are ever given a name. They have one, obviously, but we don't need to know it. They symbolize us. They symbolize the church coming into existence, going from darkness to light. We don't need to know their name. They never appear again in the scriptures. Again, they don't have to. They're real, but they're also symbols. But the Pharisees now are angry. They say, surely we are not blind, are we? And our Lord says, if you were blind, physically blind, there'd be no sin in that. But you say we see, but you do not see me, and therefore you are blind. So, so we come here to the light. We can be blinded by sin. Sometimes if the sin is serious, we're completely blind, and we have to be restored to the light. Sometimes it's just an intensification of the light. But we come here to receive the Eucharist because this is the light. When we receive the Eucharist, we should see things differently for the first time, or every time, rather. We are given a new light, a new vision in the Eucharist. Uh, When the Lord comes to us, he makes that possible, as was this man seeing things differently. We see things differently because we now have been given the light. And the world is no longer the same And when we go out in it, we will see things differently, and people will see us differently, too. The elect of God, come forward. Bow your heads and pray. Let us pray for these elect whom God has called, that they may remain faithful to him, and boldly give witness to the words of eternal life. That God may dispel darkness and be the light that shines in the hearts of our elect, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That he may gently lead them to Christ, the light of the world, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That our elect may open their hearts to God and acknowledge him as the source of light and the witness of truth, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That he may heal them and preserve them from the unbelief of this world, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, That, saved by him who takes away the sins of the world, they may be freed from the contagion and forces of sin, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, That, enlightened by the Holy Spirit, they may never fail to profess the good news of salvation and share it with others, let us pray to the Lord. That all of us, by the example of our lives, may become in Christ the light of the world. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. 
that every inhabitant of the earth may acknowledge the true God, the creator of all things, who bestows upon us the gift of spirit and life. Let us pray to the Lord. We now come to the exorcism, which is always part of this rite. Father of mercy, you led the man born blind to the kingdom of light through the gift of faith in your Son. Free these elect from the false values that surround and blind them. Set them firmly in your truth, children of the light forever. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Lord Jesus, you are the true light that enlightens the world. Through your spirit of truth, free those who are enslaved by the father of lies. Stir up the desire for good in these elect, whom you have chosen for your sacraments. Let them rejoice in your light that they may see. And like the man born blind whose sight you restored, let them prove to be staunch and fearless witnesses to the faith. For you are Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. 